did he get paid back? I didn't ask him that question. What a stupid Clarence. Okay, now we're going to go to Bob's Wire. Barbara Friedman is going to tell us what's uh, trending on social media, and the first one is a no-brainer. Yeah, the first one is so late yesterday afternoon. I mean, I began seeing on uh, community forum groups, particularly um, I'm on quite a few in the deep south and the far south, whatever we call it. And I started seeing these images of the submarine in these very rough seas. And then reports were coming out of, you know, not how many people had possibly died. But it was I, I'm I'm doing it from this angle because obviously now we've heard a lot of more detail about it on the news and we, we're reading about it in, in in more current news reports. But it's that thing that interests me that social media starts spreading the news, um, but it's not necessarily confirmed. And I just find that you know yeah. and I often talk about the social media angle it's a little of the ahead segment. Of the time. Yeah. It's kind of ahead of the time, and then you've also got eyewitnesses. You've got ordinary civilians who're taking photos, who're taking videos, um, and these start going yeah. viral on social media. And everyone's got an opinion, and everyone's got the facts. And I'm, I mean, some were true, some were speculative, and some were. Fake. I, I can imagine. I can you imagine know, the, the imagination. Of people, yeah, the, how many people had died and what was going on. And then obviously also people weighing in very quickly on opinions about this useless Navy. And I get that. I mean, listen, we, we are not feeling like, you know, if we had to go to war at sea, I don't know if any of us would feel that we would be very well protected. But, you know, one has to also look at this from, I mean, I get that they were now they were trans they were traveling from Simonstown Naval Base to the VNA waterfront for a naval festival but you know was this the day to be traveling uh, through the sea and then doing um this particular maneuver that they were doing um oh god i've just forgotten the name the vent vertex the vert <laughs> you know i'm just saying given that the water was so choppy that we we have just been through a storm, and I get it. Like if you're at war, the water would not. Let's not fight today. The seas too seas too dangerous. The seas too dangerous. We're not going out today. So I get that. Like you sort of have to adapt to the conditions, but it is a horribly unfortunate thing. I mean, to be on the deck of the submarine when those waves that were ginormous swept people off the deck. Um, these, yeah. Look, I, I just I find it it's sad, and I know there are reports coming out. Conflicting again. Conflicting reports. There's an article in quite established news media saying there were the seven of which three died were men. But then I'm seeing all these reports about a female submarine navigator. That is, confirmed, that is now confirmed. Yeah. But it's weird that some of the news reports were not um, confirming that. And, you know, just reading about her, this female officer. You know, just an amazing story of her life and how this was her dream. And uh, quite a lot of articles um, a couple of years back featuring her as being the first female officer to navigate a submarine. And it was her dream. And now she's passed away in this in this horrible situation. And so that's sad. South Africans can be blamed for wondering about safety procedures on board. No. We, we can't be blamed for, and obviously we want to take that, off as, as as not being relevant <sighs> we'd prefer a freak accident and helmet uh, has weighed in helmet uh, heitman defense analyst, defense analyst yeah. he says things like this happen to all defense forces sure. the former sadf suffered similar incidents vertex is a vertical replenishment which <laughs> is the delivery of supplies to the yes. ship by a helicopter i'm thinking 
Shouldn't you have a life jacket when you? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Shouldn't you have like? And I agree, it does happen. Um, it's not just an S A N D F thing, but you know, the the even out in our corridors here, the talk this morning is always it always goes to you know, mm. you know how ill prepared they are. Which yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. These ships are made for for war. Just remember that. Somebody writes also just in response to what you've just said. Hello, oh, Clarence. Uh, Barbara just driven over chappies and seen the submarine with the navy oh, ship really? passing Hout Bay. It must be awful for the crew to continue on to their training oh, after the tragedy yesterday. Oh, that's a very. I get goosebumps listening to that. That's a that's quite a yeah profound thought. Yeah, that they are a, now it's a, off it's a to, festival. It's a Navy it's festival. It's a Navy festival. Yeah, I in mentioned the they, So they were traveling from the Simonstown Naval Base to the waterfront for this festival. It's just such a, yeah. Accidents going to happen around Accident, the corner. Exactly. Like, it's not exactly fine. You never thought this would happen. But, I mean, could, the seas were ridiculous. Mm. And, I mean, also, I think for me as a non-naval person or traveler of such vessels, you almost go, but, like, it's a submarine. Couldn't they have all been safely under the water? <laughs> Yeah, they could have. <laughs> like, why were you above the surface? I think it was perfect training seas. Oh, dear. But are your safety uh, regimes That's in really place? That's really the issue. Yeah. You should be able to be training in rough seas. Absolutely. But you need to be safe. Okay. What is next? Yeah, so this is a story that I've talked about a couple of times. And it gets an enormous amount of reaction and coverage. And that is this, what they call the zombie apocalypse, which is particularly focused on San Francisco, where... This drug known as Trank um, has taken hold in a way, it's almost like exponentially and unprecedented. It's this uh, drug, xylazine, that has been used for decades to tranquilize large animals that is combined with fentanyl and other opioids to make like a cocktail drug. But because of the xylazine, it causes these deep flesh wounds that sometimes go right down to the bone. So when you watch these videos, and in a way, if you are interested in this and you've got the stomach for it, YouTube has a lot of these citizen or people that do these walking videos of all sorts of areas in all sorts of cities. And they do quite a lot in America and in San Francisco, um, in California, what they call Skid Row, and just... I mean, I spoke about it a few months back when I talked about it. These people that stand like almost at a 45-degree angle and they stand there like like frozen statues. Mm. These are people that they are on track. But the deaths that are now being reported, the latest update is they're saying that the deaths have increased. um, In August alone, they saw 84 deaths from this and uh, all 66 were involving the drug fentanyl. And they're saying the drug, just the drug deaths in the San Francisco city area have exceeded the 2020 deaths, which hit, hit a record high of 725, according to San Francisco officials. More than 560 users have died this year alone, and they say another 300 are expected by the end of the year because obviously they can make projections based on the kinds of hospitalizations yeah. and usage they're seeing. And then this, you know, this particular article in the New York Post just goes on with really graphic pictures of the drug usage and just saying, that, you know, they talk about the open air drug market in San Francisco. This is the thing. It's an open air drug market. Um, addicts overdosing and walking around like zombies on Trank and just stories of drug users gr- grabbing this particular antidote drug when they see somebody like yes. dying and then, um, 
you know, injecting them with this with Narcan and saving their life. This is uh, these are examples in this article. Somebody help bring some Narcan, said this particular drug user, the 39-year-old. Another homeless man had dashed into his tent to grab a can, dispense the opioid-reversing drug into the man's body, saving his life. Yeah, you know, just that kind of, you know, that they're actually seeing this happening to each other. And he said, that's the fourth person I've saved in the last week yeah. and a half. It is, it is a true story. There's also amazing human beings that are walking amongst those addicts trying Absolutely. to save lives. ODs. And it's not an isolated thing. No, it's not it's, only unique to San Francisco. No, no, no. It's in, it's in, San, it's in California. It's in Canada. I've watched yeah. quite a few of those walking well, videos the in East Canada. Coast is there as well. Absolutely. And I just wanted to make one other point that I just thought was statistically interesting. The truth of the matter is, is that alcohol-related um, deaths are actually far higher than these. Sure. I know. But we sort of, and I just wanted to say the irony of it is alcohol is legal. And everyone kind of thinks it's socially acceptable. Mm. But the truth is, and we saw during COVID when alcohol was banned, that the emergency rooms emptied. Yes. So I, I'm not saying that this, because I think what's the difference between Trank is just the exponential growth of the use and the deaths. Yeah. So in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, what are those statistics going to be? Yeah. And it, and it looks like seriously addictive. It's so seriously addictive. But onto a far more fascinating and kind of. Better I, story. I like this, and I'm I not love sure this. where it's taking us, but yeah. I love the story, and you and I both love these historical stories. They have discovered what they believe to be the oldest wooden structure um, next to a river on the border of Zambia and Tanzania, and these researchers have now found what they it's it's a, an arrangement of logs on the bank of a river that they believe predates the rise of modern humans. It's a simple structure made by shaping two logs with what they believe are sharp stone tools, possibly fire, um, and they think it may be a, a walkway or a platform for human ancestors who lived along the Colombo River nearly half a million years ago. I think that is just incredible. They say they can see the logs were cut, chopped and scraped, with stone tools and possibly other things. The reason they found it in this this sort of very difficult to access area is because it was submersed in water that they say acts as a pickling agent almost. So they say the thing is with wooden structures is they don't survive. Mm. So it's very rare for archaeologists mm. and researchers to find ancient, ancient wooden structures in one piece. So this little section, they think it almost could have been a fishing platform, possibly the base of some sort of structure. They think it might even predate Homo sapiens and be Homo naledi or some other, uh, you know, human uh yeah. species um, but right, and it's an incredible discovery and that that area now is obviously going to be you know investigated further for more yeah. um, more of those finds it could have pretty serious implications for our view of the past correct well. and just to add that they're saying you know instead of thinking that humans back then were hope were nomadic they're saying this might indicate that much late earlier than we thought humans were settling and we're building structures because, yes, they find tools, ancient tools, but it's very rare to find such an ancient uh, built environment structure, which I think is just so, so fascinating. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm going to go, and you may want to go and check that out as well, bbc.com. <laughs>